0: You can contact the program by calling 866-41-ABIDE or by visiting us on the web at wvr.org. And now, without further delay, here's your host, Jim Wood. You would please open your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4, you'll recall that in previous chapters, including chapter 3, Peter is talking about the fact that suffering is to be expected and that our concern should not be to avoid suffering, but rather to respond well when we are suffering for righteousness sake. 1 Peter chapter 4, this is God's word. Therefore, since Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same understanding, Because the one who suffers in the flesh is finished with sin, in order to live the remaining time in the flesh no longer for human desires, but for God's will. For there's already been enough time spent in doing what the Gentiles choose to do, carrying on in unrestrained behavior, evil desires, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and lawless idolatry. They are surprised that you don't join them in the same flood of wild living, and they slander you. They will give an account to the one who stands ready to judge the living and the dead. For this reason, the gospel was also preached to those who are now dead, so that although they might be judged in the flesh according to human standards, they might live in the spirit according to God's standards. The end of all things is near. Therefore, Be alert and sober-minded for prayer. Above all, maintain constant love for one another, since love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve others as good stewards of the varied grace of God. If anyone speaks, let it be as one who speaks God's words. Anyone serves, let it be from the strength God provides, so that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything. To him be the glory and the power, forever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, don't be surprised when the fiery ordeal comes among you to test you as if something unusual were happening to you. Instead, rejoice as you share in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may also rejoice with great joy when his glory is revealed. If you are ridiculed for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. Let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or a meddler. But if anyone suffers as a Christian, Let him not be ashamed but let him glorify God in having that name. The time has come for judgment to begin with God's household and if it begins with us what will be the outcome for those who disobey the gospel of God? And if a righteous person is saved with difficulty what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? So then Let those who suffer according to God's will entrust themselves to a faithful creator while doing what is good. May God add his blessing to this reading from his holy and inspired word. Well, once again, I I just have to be honest, I, I don't like to suffer. Not even a little. They say no pain, no gain. I'm willing to settle. I, I just, I don't like suffering. When, I mean, I've had various things that have been difficult and painful, uh, physically, emotionally, et cetera, but when I get stomach flu, I just want to die. I, I just, I feel as if You know, I'm going to heaven when I die. So why would I want to stay around and throw up? It's just, I'm such a wimp. It's terrible. I'm not telling you this because you should aspire to be as lousy as I am. I'm telling you that if if you find suffering difficult, that's why it's called suffering. If you don't like pain, well, welcome to sentient life. Pain is not pleasure. We live in an age when there are a lot of people that confuse the two who somehow think that there's something gratifying about pain. Let me just tell you, that's demonic. It really is. There are forces that drive people to do things self-inflicting pain And it's because those forces are allied with the one who came to steal, kill, and destroy. Pain, by definition, is not pleasant. It hurts. But there's no escaping it. It's not like we can say, okay, I'm just going to live for pleasure. If you live for pleasure, you will experience enormous, devastating consequences that are painful. Okay, well, so what do I need to do? How about if I don't live for pleasure, per se, I just try and structure everything I can in order to avoid pain? It won't work. It won't work. Last evening, I was fixing some food in a skillet at our house. We had a couple of wonderful young ladies observing my process. And um, one of the peas that was in this concoction I was making um, seemed to jump out of the skillet uh, onto the cooktop. And I said, that's where the expression out of the frying pan into the fire comes from. And we had an opportunity to talk about the fact that sometimes people find their circumstances painful and difficult, and so they think, I just can't take this anymore, I've got to get out of here, only to discover that when they get out, it's more painful, more destructive than what they were having to endure. I have seen that pattern repeated hundreds if not thousands of times. People think, I just can't stand it, I just can't take it, i got I to get out. I told them we had a man who worked here at the ranch years ago who used to share his testimony. How as a teenager he resented having all these adults in his life telling him what to do. And he said he was sick and tired of taking orders. And so he ran away from home and he joined the army. (laughs) When you join the army, all you do is take orders all the time. And that's why he told that story. It was true, that really is what he did. He was such a rebel. He was tired of being told what to do, so he joined the army. Actually, God used it for good in his life. But I'll tell you something. If you think that you can avoid pain, that you can just avoid suffering, you're making a big mistake. And so, Peter says, Christ suffered in the flesh. Therefore, since Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same understanding. Because the one who suffers in the flesh is finished with sin in order to live the remaining time in the flesh no longer for human desires, but for God's will. What are you living for? Instead of trying to avoid suffering, focus on doing the will of God. Then if suffering comes along because you're seeking to do the will of God, praise the Lord. Do you want to suffer because you're doing the right thing? Or do you want to suffer because you're doing the wrong thing? God's Word tells us repeatedly, we're going to suffer. But our goal, our focus, needs to be on doing the will of God. For there has already been enough time spent in doing what the Gentiles choose to do. You've already done that. Some of you are young children and teens in this room, and you're thinking, no, I haven't had very much time to do that at all. I was hoping to do some really outrageous sinning for a while, and then straighten up. No, whatever amount of time you have spent on such behavior in the past, even if it was nothing very exciting, that's enough you don't want to live like that it's destruction okay well I'm rather new at carpentry and I've I've never cut one of my digits off and and I've never um, I've only hit my thumb with the hammer on two occasions that really doesn't seem like very much you want more What it's talking about is doing stuff you shouldn't do that results in pain and destruction. And he's saying, don't do that anymore. But understand that the world does that all the time. They choose to do things that are destructive. Things like carrying on an unrestrained behavior, evil desires, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and lawless idolatry. Saw a sign... On the internet this last week, it was posted outside a wine shop. It said, wine, you and I need to talk. You promised that I would be clever if I drank you. I've seen the video. We need to talk. What was it saying? The person who ran the wine shop was saying a lot of people think if they drink, they suddenly become witty and fun. But if you see what you look like when you've had a few, all of a sudden you realize, "Uh, no, this is not clever. This is not good. What the world promises is you're going to be happy. You're going to have a wonderful time. This is the path to joy, and it's not. It's not. I heard a guy years ago say, someone came up to me at a party and said, man, you ought to try one of these pills. It makes you feel like the whole back of your head is coming off. He said, so I just looked at him and I thought, who wants to feel like the back of their head is coming off? No, thank you. Do you understand that what the world is offering you, no matter how they dress it up and no matter how much they pretend to be having a great time, is leading to death. It's it's not just, I shouldn't do it because God says no. It's, I shouldn't do it because God says no and God loves me. He loves us. The things He's telling us not to do... It's because he loves us. I think, well, why can't I do that? Mommy, why can't I touch that red circle on top of the stove? It'll burn you. You think that you'll be happy if you do what the pagans are doing. You won't. The pagans are not happy. Who do you want expert advice on finding happiness in marriage from? Somebody who's been married 55 years or somebody who's been married to this person for 2 years and this person for 6 months and this person for 4 years and this? I mean who do you think got it right? Who do you think understands the path to joy? Those folks are still looking. Let's try this club let's try this drug, let's try this person, let's try this job. Over and over they search, they don't find. Whatever amount of time you've spent on that, it's enough. Now focus on doing the will of God. They are surprised, verse 4, that you don't join them in the same flood of wild living and they slander you. They make fun of you. They speak ill of you. But they will give an account to the one who stands ready to judge the living and the dead. Do you understand? All of us are going to have to answer to God. Our only concern should be, what does he think? Not what do they think. They're going to be answering to God too. I would rather please him than them. This is why we need to look. The gospel was preached to those who are now dead. They were judged in the flesh, but the important thing is living to please God in the Spirit. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and sober-minded for prayer, and above all, maintain constant love for one another, since love covers a multitude of sins. Our life is to be characterized by love. And let me tell you something. Love does not commit adultery. Love does not engage in fornication. Love does not lie. Love does not steal. Love doesn't even covet what another person has. Love honors mother and father. Love is what God calls us to. So, be hospitable to one another without complaining. That's good. Just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve others. That's the purpose. What God has given to you, and it says each one has received a gift. All of you have something you can contribute. Use what God has entrusted to you in order to serve others fellow I know, dies now in heaven, but this guy was on his way to Florida, taking his family on vacation, and he couldn't find a good place to stay. It was all mom and pop operations or fancy places. Nothing for a family that just wanted a place that was dependable and clean and affordable to spend the night on their way from Atlanta to Florida because the destination was Florida, not Middle Georgia. And he decided one time, after numerous trips with his family, he had five kids, thought, you know, I bet there are other people who feel the same way I do. If I built a hotel that was offering what I'm looking for, I bet it would meet the needs of many other people. That was his idea. So he tried it out. The result was Days Inn Corporation. That's where Days Inn came from. Mr. Day, Cecil Day, decided I ought to try and meet this need. Waste management came along, a company that's done pretty well over the years mostly. Waste management came along because nobody wanted to take other people's trash. It was just hard to get that done efficiently, dependably, affordably. And so the founders of waste management decided, Well, we could do that and do it well. Whatever God's given you, use it to serve others. I'm not telling you that if you do that, you'll become rich and have a big corporation, have millions of dollars. What I am telling you is it'll please the Lord. And you just might find that there are a lot of other people who will appreciate what you do. Be a servant. Take a towel. Wash feet. Do it well and do it without complaining. If anyone speaks, let him speak as one who speaks God's words. In other words, be careful what you say because you're supposed to be representing him. If anyone serves, let it be from the strength that God provides so that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. That's the goal. Then he says, and I love this, this is one of my favorite verses. Dear friends, don't be surprised when the fiery ordeal comes among you to test you as if something unusual were happening to you. When things get tough, don't be surprised as if something unusual is happening. What's going on here? I was trying to obey God and those people acted ugly toward me. Don't get triggered. Just rejoice. Instead, rejoice as you share in the sufferings of Christ so that you may also rejoice with great joy when his glory is revealed. If you are ridiculed for the name of Christ, you are blessed. Do you believe that? Say when they make fun of me for doing the right thing, I'm blessed. Did you know if you do the right thing, there will be people who will make fun of you for it? If you do the right thing, there will be people who think you're just nuts. Rejoice. You're blessed. Because the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. None of you are to suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer. Or a meddler. What's a meddler? Do you know what a meddler is? I don't think we have a lot of murderers, thieves, or evildoers, per se, in this room right now. But, but what's a meddler? A meddler is somebody who sticks their nose into somebody else's affairs, always has an opinion about everything, and wants to fix everybody else so they don't have to deal with their own stuff. Okay? Don't be a meddler either. Oh, I think some of the adults here are meddlers because they get in my stuff. They, they tell me what to do, and they, they show too much interest in, in what I do. No, that's not a meddler. That's a parental figure. Okay, And if you want to get past that, then grow up and do the right thing. Let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or a meddler. But if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in having that name. Why? Because the time for judgment has come, and it starts with the household of God. And if it starts with us, and we say, Ooh, I didn't like being corrected on that. Ow! I'm not enjoying that suffering. But I will rejoice. If it's hard for us... What's it going to be? What will the outcome be for those who disobey the gospel of God? Do you understand that the suffering you and I have in this life as Christians is temporary? But those who refuse to submit to the Lord are going to suffer forever? We can't even comprehend forever. We can't wrap our minds around that because the stuff we experience is... Finite, okay? But you and I, if we are serving the Lord and trusting in Him, all the suffering we know in this life is going to end. I'm 65 years old. I guarantee you in 100 years I'm going to be fine. Okay? Probably sooner. But if you don't know Christ 100 years from now, It's just going to be starting. If you don't know Christ, 500 years from now, the suffering won't have let up. If you don't know Christ, 10,000 years from now, you're still going to be regretting that you didn't submit your life to him. So the suffering we go through its temporary, but what will be the outcome? for those who disobey the gospel of God and if a righteous person is saved with difficulty what will be come of the ungodly and the sinner so then let those who suffer according to God's will entrust themselves to a faithful creator while doing what is good you've been listening to abiding in Christ